0: His rate of fire is six.
1: Heroes battle hardened to him. He never pays stream movement costs because the water parts for him. He is the most interesting ASL player in the world. I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I listen to the two half squads. Roll low, my friends. Hello. Eric, you're back. Yes, let me say, it was a very interesting ride for the second time up here. Thank you so much. for This foxhole is absolutely amazing. I've never seen such a comfortable way to defend yourself against your enemy. Yes, indeed. Really? With two guitars.
2: (laughs) We can get three full squads in here, probably. Probably. Mm. Yeah. And how
1: many half squads is that? Uh, Ooh, question for you. (laughs)
3: Outstanding.
1: (laughs) And
4: you're listening to uh, (laughs) the the one and only... Yeah, the two half-squads. The one and only podcast dedicated almost 100% to to the the greatest
1: game in the world, absolutely bar none. Advanced
2: Advanced squad squad leader. leader. Yes. I'm Jeff, and sitting across from me is the Professor Emeritus from the University of ASL, David (laughs) Kleinschmidt. Professor
4: Kleinschmidt. That's way too nice. And to my right is the marvelous and entertaining Eric Ortega. Hello,
1: Commander of the Southwest Outpost. Hi. Very difficult, well,
2: very difficult outfit to get into, mm-hmm. by the way. It the is. The Southwest yeah. Outpost. They are elite.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I noticed that you were um, blousing your trousers uh, over the tops of your boots, oh. mister.
1: Mm, yes, and I didn't put a shine on my combat boot. There you nice. go. Just on the one. Well, you know, taking up after Patton, he made his men wear ties and, and strack, Otherwise, they got fined, and he's never been one to
4: be. Yeah, I think, <sighs> you know. Our favorite uh, cartoonist, Bill Malden. Patton hated him. Mm. Because, you know, Malden did the, you know, up front, we got the. Oh, yeah, we did the the regular Joes. Uh Yeah, and the two. Willie and Joe and how rough their life was and how much they didn't care about the war. And, you know, I remember I'd show a cartoon to the kids at school and it's like, uh, spirited American troops proudly marched their despairing German captives. Through the streets and in the drawing, yeah. the Americans are just as despairing and down <laughs> mm-hmm. and wet and dirty as the Germans, you know. So he was always saying this is the reality, and Patton hated him. Oh, right. I saw one of those cartoons, speaking
1: of that, where it was, it said, welcome to the 3rd Army Division, General Patton commanding. And it had like eight or ten little uh, bullet points up there. Uh, Failure to wear a tie, $5 fine. I think it was a pretty famous one, if
4: I recall. Could be why he hated them. But now you ride a motorcycle sometimes, don't yes,
1: you? Yes, I do. Um, I'm a biker from way back when. I, I ride a Yamaha. It's a cruiser. It's very nice. I even got some pictures of it. I'm very proud of it.
2: But you had one stolen.
1: Yes, I did. And um, speaking of that, yeah, it was, um, like, that was the the one of my only vices that I had left, other than squad leader. It was a Yamaha, Roadliner. road liner. I had a friend of mine who did custom paint work came up there, and I said, you know, he was just starting out. Because he worked at the auto auction where I was at, and he was doing the buffing. And he would paint on the old doors and hoods that we have laying around. You know, didn't know what to do with them. And I saw it, and I says, hey, where'd you get the decal? And he turned around, almost wanted to hit me. He says, "Hey, no decal. I painted that, you son of a... You know? Cool. So I went up there, and I says, by golly, can you paint a bike? And he goes, I can paint anything that a paint will stick to. And I hit him up with the idea of my favorite movie, The Blues Brothers. Nothing ah, says yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Exactly. So I says, can you put the Blues Brothers on my motorcycle? And he wanted some pictures. I emailed some, and after about the fourth email full of like 35 megs for the piece, I think I got enough. Okay. he We took the tins off the bike, and in two weeks, he painted my bike. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, For a, a stock bike with just a paint job, I got more people and just compliments left and right off of that. And then, in fact, all about a year to the date, yeah today um um, i came home from work on second shift because i do security work uh parked it in the driveway as opposed to up by my front door where i normally usually do and um somebody snapped the the locks off of the thing and the bike was gone
4: wow
2: (sighs) it's just unbelievable
1: yeah oh yeah the performance i did in the morning screaming at the top of my lungs. yeah was uh was
4: a performance? Oh, yeah. Did you have insurance on
1: that? Yeah, but I had the, uh, you know, the barely whatever you yeah. need insurance because at that time, you don't make a lot of money as a security guard, and everybody's going through some tough times. You understand that?
4: Oh yeah.
1: And uh, I'm not working IT anymore, so I cut back as much as I could on just about every expense. So I just I took my full coverage off the bike and made it just yeah little you know what whatever the state. Barely minimum, right? And wouldn't you know it? That's when it gets stolen. Yeah, but good. Good work is coming up there. um, Got some uh, guys who I ride with now. They're the Christian Motorcycle Guys. Very good. Very good organization. Where they've all been praying and everything. What are the terms we go there? Says God didn't take it away, but He let it be taken away. At least that's the idea. So He says, "Well, if He did that, He did for a reason. Then He'll get you something back." And sure enough. Would like to ride the bike. I've been. I'm praying for, for another bike and stuff out there for that thing. Since I figured, since I believe that he took the bike away, to further my walk with him. I've learned my lesson. I go there. I think. I think I learned what you wanted to teach me. Bike not above you. Not the, because it not was the it, idol. it was yeah. Right? yeah. And he says up there, and sure enough, this guy out of nowhere comes out there and he gives it the and the bike. He offers this bike.
4: Yeah, I've always been a little bit afraid of riding a motorcycle. Yeah, and me too. My me son too. wants to ride a motorcycle. Oh, really? I'm him don't
1: do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I go there. It's a wonderful, absolutely wonderful life expanding experience, even if you're not in the, you know, just riding a bike. You will go to places
4: you never well, I, ever I ride my bicycle. And well, the, and that's very freeing. That counts. I that go, whee, and I'm riding oh, around on oh, a bicycle.
1: I have a lot of respect <laughs> for anybody who rides a bike. Because oh, tell I you don't
4: ride it, on the roads because I'm afraid of cars any me. I ride in the bike paths yes. or sidewalks, and I'm afraid of horses. Oh boy, boy! Did I sound too preachy? Have there, I, just a little bit? I? I don't ride a bike. Oh, okay. we'll I, I just, just a ride. I all that out. i ride in it, the cozy coop.
2: Yeah. What do you like to ride in, Jeff? Yeah, just the cozy coupe or a unicycle.
4: That's all I need. He I'd does go around on the I unicycle, need. but he puts on white face yeah. and a big nose, nose. Yeah. and he juggles. <laughs> yeah. yes. yep. And then he wonders why people look at him funny. You know, that would be a great thing for
1: you to bring your unicycle to the Southwest Outpost. That'd be great. I think we could do that as a headliner. <laughs> I, um,
2: uh, people would come from all around. From
1: all around. I mean, yeah, this... So this. Right. this...
2: <laughs> Please don't spit beer on my floor, Dave. <laughs> Up <in> the
4: nose. <laughs> Up the in... nose. Up the nose. All the bubbles oh, and the effervescence. Had Clear the sinuses. I had since
2: Watch your co- volume. Oh, sorry. I haven't That's had that right. happen since college.
4: This is as bad as Jeff's bad joke last time. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> all, right. all right. All right. <laughs> right up the nose. <laughs> I love this. It's
2: clearing. Right. It's clearing.
4: All
1: right. Let's regroup, boys. Is that your lung there? The Dave
2: Kleinschmidt Tuberculosis Choir.
1: <coughs> maybe Dave? that's not the asthma. That's probably the. At hey, the minute brewski. we had the Hallett paper, it's not the Dave <laughs> Kleinschmidt. Otto, find me green Klein- <laughs> Kleinschmidt paper!
4: That's the brewski in the lung. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, that'll come out eventually during this episode. I think it will. So, anyway, Jeff, what's on the agenda for today? Well, Ooh. today is. You uh, came to
2: the right place.
4: Maybe today. episode like 145, where we yeah. try not to guess too much anymore, but we're getting up there. 150 is coming soon.
2: 150 is coming. What are we going to do something special Maybe for, back for nope.
4: that. Oh, please yeah, we'll do. I would love back. it. A round table or something. A bunch of people. Oh, I yeah. love the round table. Those are good. Yeah.
2: Everybody loves the round table.
4: I'd love the rest
2: work. of his, you know, people live for the round table and the rest is just filler. All the other episodes are just
4: <laughs> filler. Two round table yeah. episodes we did. We've had two. Well, shall we get to letters? Yes. Let's do. So
2: l- let's go to letters. Letters.
4: letters? What? It's not the typewriter. <laughs> We're updating.
2: I'm I'm bringing us up to current times, Dave. <laughs>
1: Kicking letters. and dragging into the 20th century.
4: I don't know. <laughs> what kind of letters <laughs> is this about?
1: Um...
4: Well, it's about. What kind? It's, it's about, about A, B, C. One, two, oh, I, uh, I get it. Well, if you insist on destroying my love of the typewriter. <laughs> although I do love this one also, by the way. I just love all kinds of music. I do have a letter here from Rick R. Rick has stated it's, it is a comment on the post. Normally we don't read these, but I thought I would. Is he He's, a pirate? R. The post? R. Rick R.? <laughs> He says a movie you might like would be Downfall. And Jeff, what's the problem with that letter? There's no problem with the letter, but oh. we have
2: reviewed Downfall. We have reviewed well, Downfall, I think, Rick? Yeah, we've talked about it anyway. Oh, I, I think don't we know actually. If we've reviewed it. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: great, great now movie, we take but it back. I it, it's a great movie. Got to use Re- that time machine to fight for him.
2: Recreating the last couple of days of the life of Adolf Hitler in the bunker. That's really, bunker. really good yeah. film. But yeah, yeah, I do think we talked film.
1: about it quite a
4: bit. I think we so. didn't do official. We, did, we so. did an official.
2: Okay, we'll I'll find take out. your word for it.
4: Once again, we don't know what we're talking you, Dave, about, You're Eric. Oh, but uh, I carry on. Carry on, you are correct.
2: <laughs> Jeff has a letter. This is a letter from Tom, Dear Two Half squads. I was listening to a recent podcast <clears throat> of yours when Jeff, in one of his <clears throat> more existential moments, questioned the merits of playing ASL. <laughs> yes. And at first, I thought his words simply, blasphemous. Was he questioning the very reason of our collective being, daring to even question why we play the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader? I happened to be punching and cutting the counters for Hakapale at the time, and a sudden frisson of dread. You know, that that's a word I don't use often enough. Frisson. <laughs> I, I was thinking of even looking it up here. Hmm. Oh, there we go. So a sudden, have... a frisson of dread came over me. As if possessed, I rose from the table and walked over to my game shelf and cracked open one of oh, the yeah. Plano trays and carefully counted the German light machine guns. The result left me gasping and stunned. After more than 25 years of collecting ASL material, I now have 56 German light machine guns. Why on earth would anyone need 56? <laughs> possible scenario would demand so much firepower. This left me... Grasping for some sort of balance and control of which I could find none. What i been doing? What had I been doing all this time? So I fear I must join Jeff in questioning my ASL raison d'être, and have to de- have decided to give up my life and walk the earth like Cain in kung fu, carrying the entire ASL rulebook and all the scenarios on my back as penance, to warn young children <laughs> against the dangers of the ASL lifestyle. Jeff has showed me the way. That it's never too late to say no to ASL. Now I read
4: that. Wait, did he say he sold all stuff on eBay?
2: P.S. He's you can sick, find my entire man. collection of ASL on eBay, competitively
4: priced at three thousand dollars. Now wow. I immediately get your bid in early. In spite of the humorous tone of his letter, yeah. I panicked. <laughs> <And you laughs> I thought checked. he actually yeah. did this. Yeah. So I searched eBay. Yeah, I could not find his. Ah, who okay. wrote that letter? That was Tom. Thank you, Tom. Very, very entertaining. We're hoping. We're hoping now. Now we have a friend whose name cannot be named, but he has given up ASL for a while. Oh right, so, yeah, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King? We can't Our name friend, him, Rodney King. Rodney. Uh, okay. Eric has referred to a you know, a belief in something higher and we all are family men, aren't we here? Yes, we are and we all like our own to work and to mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) ignore it. Ignore
4: ignore it. Thank you, Jeff. Oh you tell that Siri what to you give her what for Cortana. So in lieu of the fact that we all have believe in our work being important, our families, our maybe our faiths, maybe our other things. Blah 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 blah. blah. (laughs) Okay, fair. Wait, you were the one having the problem. Oh. So so my recommendation is keep things prioritized, folks. You do. Yes, Eric, are you with true. me or not? I, I'm
1: I'm hundred percent behind you. Everything you're saying
4: is just you know, you, right on target. You can't just let the ASL consume you. And and, and every once but in a it while is tempting. when I look into the magazine here, this journal, whatever, I I, I look at the graphics, I'm like uh, oh man! Yeah. yeah, it's exactly right. Like I kind of really like this game, and then I think, wait a minute, do I like it too much? You know, just look at this jungle counter. And it the artwork of the jungle next to the little counter, the, the hex depiction. Looking, we have a this box, just so cool. a box. Like, I know, just really love this, Dave. But do I love it too much? I
2: think you do. I was having lunch with your wife the other day. Yeah. Dave, oh yes. And well, um, I hope that was platonic. <laughs> but um. Well, I can't really speak to that at this at this time. <laughs>
4: ASL. But she, true says, story. she
2: says too much ASL, Dave. Too much.
4: Now, in in context. All right, here Maybe comes our, our here comes the banter, but it's gaming banter. Yeah. The the role of the hobby also fulfills a social need. So there's something very much there, and I always tell like my wife. Yeah. Uh, uh, D and D playing fulfills a creative kind of thing yes. that is really really good for people, yeah. and that this is a good wholesome thing. Now, yeah, if you're letting it become come in front of those other things, we all agree there's a problem. Yeah, I would, which like goes anything. with anything. <clears throat> like yes, exactly. But I love the image of him walking like the kung fu guy with the <laughs> yeah. tenants on his um, back. But Jeff, do you want to further explain your problem you that time? Take or? the boxcars from my
1: hand. <laughs> When you can take the boxcars from my hand, you will have learned that it will be time for you to go. You
2: can take the boxcars from my hand any (laughs) time. Please. If you can snatch them out of my hand before anybody else sees them,
1: that'd be great. The movement of the infantry, as complicated as a dragonfly, as sticky as a tactical web of deceit. When you have learned these things, it would be time for you to go
4: to the ASL Open. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant, though. Yeah, he meant no. penance.
2: He meant penance. He's walking, so nothing he's else walking to say, in the Jeff, desert. So no, just had I, a bad day. And now I had thinking. a day when I was thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I spending time on this? Of all things on this earth I could be doing. I could be writing the next Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, but instead I'm sorting counters and clipping the <sighs> clipping hmm. the ends off okay, saving so so the blue pieces of paper. For you, for when you come <laughs> oh over. My oh my! Look at really? there's blue kind of, paper. Unbelievable! He has the blue paper. In there. oh, there's a piece over there. I saved oh. it for you. It's, it's here's in, the problem with your logic.
4: Kept Jeff. it in a number two mayonnaise jar. <laughs> there's that
1: logic. It keeps. <laughs>
2: here's the
4: problem there. with your logic. Okay. Come at me. If you weren't playing ASL, and you tried to write the Ninth Symphony, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to do it. No offense. Fail. Wait, no offense. Don't get you, mad. No
2: confidence Eric in he's me. He's
4: getting mad at me, isn't oh, he? Um, well, uh, um, Beethoven wrote his ninth
2: symphony when he was deaf. I'm, not I deaf. could do that. <laughs> you ever see those with no by pants
4: on? Jackson, on, Jackson Pollock yeah. speaking of box art review, which we're not doing. Yeah, this Jackson up. Pollock. Sure, mm-hmm. I could do that.
2: You could do that. Yeah. You just drip paint on canvas. You put <laughs> it on the floor. Did you see that movie with Ed Harris? I don't mean, did you go no, with Ed Harris? No, I did not see that one. Oh, it's a
4: great movie. Which movie is yeah, that? Yeah, what was it? Uh, it's Pollock. He, he, he it's he called Pollock. Jackson
1: Pollock. Oh, was that where the, the, the artist was kind of crazy and everything? A, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A I, I didn't see it. He, right. uh, he, yeah. he
2: blew <sighs> the doors open on the art world. Yeah. On the modern art world. Ed Harris. Great act. Great.
4: Yeah. Well, anyway, we got a lot of mileage out of that letter. I don't, yeah, did, I don't know if Eric's letter will be as
1: mileage worthy, but let's see. Well, let's see. Today, we'd like to... We got this thing off the... Off the, the net, go there and say it's from Jack Dempsey, oh, and Jack. he um, responds to episode 142, what? No sump pump rules? Hi, Jeff and Dave. Best World War Two movie, hands down, semicolon, Cross of Iron, 1977, mm-hmm. Eastern mm-hmm. Front, mm-hmm. German mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Russian. Mm-hmm. I I have to, gentlemen, I'm going to have to interject right at this particular Go moment, ahead, sir. It is a wonderful movie, The Cross of Iron. James Colburn, I believe, was in that one. Yes, that's yep. right. Yep. Unbelievable. One of, his,
2: one of his few memorable movie roles. It,
1: it was... And, Besides
2: <laughs> our man Flint, in Flint. James and James Mason
1: was in James that. Mason. Ah, there you go. Well, let's see. Oh, and to continue, uh, we had Russians versus German. A T-34, Busting Through the Factory. Huh? Sam like Peckinpah, James Colburn, James Mason again. Maximilian Schnell. Ah, remember that Schnell. one. Schnell. Schnell. Yeah, yeah okay. Schnell. Schnell. Yeah. Mark yeah. Schnell. Give me the <laughs> <laughs> And Let's see, what else needs to be said? Yeah. yeah. I, I think he hits it right there. He says the book is really good, too. Um, have a great summer and keep up the banter. Ah, good oh, enough. For the point there's some vote
4: we, for the banter. Yeah, yes. hey,
1: another vote. We're doing our best. And how about some show starting comedy? Yeah, we gotta get comedy that bits yet. coming up.
4: Comedy bits, there you go. Coming soon, <laughs> and you know when we promise soon? Near you, <laughs> it means
1: a long time. <laughs> Just like MMP. Remember well, what MMP. Do you think? <laughs> should we? Maybe, might be. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Coming this year, unless it's next year. <laughs>
2: Guaranteed this year or next year or the following year I or a, or some year. Help ending me, Curt Schilling. Help year. me. Wait had, a minute! But before we go on, should oh, yeah. we watch? Should we? Should we watch Cross of Iron for next
1: show? Oh, or you, soon? We,
2: yeah, say soon. We'll, we'll say soon. soon. We won't soon, say next no, show. No.
4: That'll be coming up. We'll watch that one and do a review on that. Ooh. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is from Wayne. Hi, hey guys. Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I host a small group of guys here for ASLing. We try yes. to get together on Monday evenings have a blast. I just started listening to the podcast a few weeks ago. And uh-huh. I'm really enjoying it. Look at that. New guy's fine in the podcast. New guy and
2: already he's on the air when he's Immortal. And he's going to be so thrilled to be a- mentioned another on outpost. our show.
4: Yes. My favorite part of the r- is the rules segment as that's where we are all weak. I have the whole system minus a few animal a- animals and <laughs> yeah, animal rules and third party things. And he says anyway, the box art review of Huckapoli was excellent. His copy is still in the box. Can't wait to see some of those scenarios one day. I find myself intimidated sifting through the scenarios trying to find simple ones for my buddies so they don't get scared away. Oh, step by step. He really likes historical modules. Anyway, keep up the good work. Well, recommendation for keeping people interested is, mm. I always say, play infantry only for a while. Oh, like uh, Retake yeah. you of airville. That's a that. very good start to learn yeah. This area. yeah. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, it's, we, we all like to do everything, right, mm-hmm. Eric? Mm-hmm. Let someone play a more simple one, finds a lot of infantry
2: scenarios only. And you could play some of the more complicated ones and just don't worry too much about the rules. It, it really works okay to, to play a scenario. Well, I mean, you do need to kind of know the rules, yeah. but well, you so. don't have to get overly obsessive about it. You play through it anyway, and if you don't get it right, then you look through the rules later and look up stuff and, and join our chat.
1: Join yes. our chat room. Very important. Something you may want to do. Advanced
2: AdvancedSquadLeader.slack.com, <laughs> where you can go and chat with other players. I've got, uh, you know, I've got a follow-up here from Thomas. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, the, the letter yeah. I just read. He's a busy boy. He, sa- he wrote again and he said, "I just remembered. I forgot to count the black SS counters as well." <sighs> Good God! Good God, man! Twenty black SS. Light machine guns. Exactly how much sex have I been missing these past 25 years?
4: <laughs> well, see, now here's the problem. May I? Here's the problem with that logic. If he wasn't playing ASL, it doesn't automatically mean that he would be engaging in that other activity. We he can has dream. A, I'm assuming he has a spouse to consider. A lot of people
2: proceed under that, uh, <laughs> the opposite of that, though.
4: If I, I don't if that... play
2: ASL, honey. If I don't play ASL tonight, um... we can have nothing.
1: Oh wow, what a what a change of pace.
2: P.S. Please don't mention my last name. Just call oh. me
1: Tom. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know anything.
2: <laughs> a little late, sorry, Tom. Yeah,
1: sorry, Tom. Yeah.
2: Oh, because his wife listens probably to the show.
1: And... <laughs> oh boy, I'd love to see that. I have another one here for you. Again, this is from a Thomas Edsalt. And he goes, hi, I continue to enjoy the show. Very wise. What a pleasure to see each new episode pop up in my feed. I enjoy Kelly's hero discussion. He loves the positive waves, man. Ah. It's especially the the clip from the soundtrack of Jeff Oddball's Im- imitation. It yes. a good Im- imitation, Jeff. Oh, very cool. Always,
2: okay. always
1: with them negative waves? Oh, God. Yeah, Why? <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the, the talent here that is displayed for you folks <clears throat> is at absolutely no additional charge. Wait, you... wait till you see me spin plates. I've got lots of talent. Do you hear the Bozo theme circus? I want to see
4: you do that on your unicycle. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that brought back memories of watching this on late night TV. More movie reviews and... Banter? Oh, another would be vote great.
4: for banter. Gee, like, why that? did I
1: select that mail to read? Uh, I, I don't know. Keep <laughs> it up. And that was from Tom. Tom was great to hear from you, guy.
2: Somewhere there are banter detractors. I'm not sure where they are. No, but, there are. You know, they it's they are not probably, allowed. They <laughs> probably don't listen to the show, <laughs> which, is prob- which is really wise. Rather than listen to it and complain, they just move on.
4: You know, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Tom for a wonderful contribution. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much, Tom. Outstanding I it. troop. Uh, I have one from Taylor Heffern, and I think this is a new listener or a person that hasn't written before. Uh, good evening in the broadcast foxhole. In general, when attending conventions and meetups like Gen Con Origins or specialized gatherings, what sets of materials and supplies of ASL do you bring with you? And so I won't read the rest of your letter. Love the show. Uh, you might look into cheap, reliable hosting by Squarespace. Mm-hmm. A little ding, ding, ding for oh, Squarespace. He, he doesn't like our website. <laughs> no, I guess yeah, it <clears throat> doesn't matter. I guess. And uh, keep <laughs> keep it up. And Jeff's steady stream of dad jokes makes two HS a much, must listen. What's dad jokes? Uh, I must have missed that one. <laughs> Means uh, like you sound like his dad. Maybe so. Here. Get over here, young man, but Eric you're Where starting, I can hit you
2: get in within swinging range. you're starting
4: to attend gaming conventions oh yeah. what do you bring with you? How uh, do you approach oh well, that? let's see
1: that's a you know he brought up a very good point when you're coming out to, to the to the especially if you're going to your first convention the things that you want to probably keep in mind in fact, we even did a little thing on this on my facebook uh, page. Um, it says the top 10 things that you want to bring to at a, at a convention when you're going up there for an ASL thing. Of course, you want to bring your rules. Your rules. Uh, probably dice, yeah. um, tweezers, or whatever. Um, my,
4: I, my fingers, I'm very nimble.
1: Yeah, nimble fingers is always very good. But try to, you nimble. may want to bring something, even if it's chopsticks, whatever suits your particular style, to getting the counters off those big stacks because the stacks will tend to accumulate. And of course, some of the other things you're going to want um, mouthwash, mouth. Yes, hygiene <laughs> is very important. That gamer funk does kind of come on you real strong, it like it does. Uh, you get some guys that are of say of the um, more they take up a lot of space. Spe- That's very, a good rule. Very three dimensional. Yeah, very three dimensional. <laughs> very very space confined. Again, remember that. Not you may want to just just kind of you know take a check for the other guy i mean
4: come on take a check so for the do other you guy. just pack the stuff for the scenarios on the scenario list
1: up the, if you have the access to it of course and which seems to be coming up a lot you know those lists are sometimes published way ahead of time yeah yeah grab that up um if you have the opportunity to to drag a lot of stuff because like at the asl open and some and last and the time i went to Aslock, a lot of the guys that were traveling you it's, know they're coming from overseas, uh, way out yeah. and thing. They don't have a lot of t-
4: a lot of stuff, stuff to with bring them. with them. So if local guys can bring stuff, local guys that bring may your stuff and just share to, it
1: because mm-hmm, you're going to need to do it. And especially if you get a scenario that you don't, you didn't bring a board with. Say like on um, this last one. I didn't bring my stuff with me. Bad move on the first day. And you know we couldn't decide what scenario. Okay, he says, okay, we'll use your set. I don't have my set. Can okay, we use your set? I don't have uh, mine. So no. now you're running around oh, having two to guys borrow stuff. It. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, although yeah. they will begrudgingly
4: give you stuff. No, people don't want to share. It's no, they don't. You don't want begrudgingly. I don't blame them. You know? yeah. Because yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you don't know. You, 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 yeah, oh, and yeah. here's a cardinal scent, something to take a little note of. When I noticed at the last um, event I was at, at, if you're going to eat, don't bring it to the table.
4: Agreed. It outside. It sounds yeah. like a Rick thing. Agreed.
1: Because, I mean, th- this one individual, he's come out there, and he was sitting at the table there, and this guy was eating like these um, chocolate like, yeah. M&Ms or whatever they were, just a bag, you know, or chocolate-covered raisins or whatever. <laughs> he had this these sticky fingers, and he was living imprints on this guy's counters. Oh. Now, you've clipped them, You know how, uh, and, and you've, you've, <laughs> you've sorted them, you've babied them, you had them out there, you have, and now you've got some guy's chocolatey nasty thing on it and you can't it's not like you can take it in the in the bathroom and wash it off in the sink no so you know that counter for all practical purposes is ruined and if you just take the prices that you find of these units at the ridiculous prices you find them on ebay
4: where i sell them and
1: now divide it up <laughs> and you come out there and you you add up what's the average price of these counters
4: yeah, and you have to have counters A through, like, GG if you're going to use the cloaking thing. Wow, that's true. So losing one can be a problem. So they begrudgingly share them. So, yeah, you should bring material. Yeah. And uh, I recommend if you have the scenario list, bring just what you can figure out you need. Yeah, the boards, um, the overlays. When Jeff and I go and record, it's different. If you're mm-hmm. going for just open play, you can just select a few things you want to you play. So we just bring what we're going to play that day. Mm-hmm. Um often I bring the whole kit and caboodle. It, it that's a lot. It's it's a lot but uh you may be leaving out a lot of historical mm-hmm. leaving out a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, and, it's, and especially if maybe, you organize it that
2: way so you may think about that while you're organizing your stuff if you don't if you know if if put your tarawa stuff in separate containers. Mm-hmm. So when you're going to a tournament you don't bring that. Yeah, that's a good thought,
4: rate. too. And and also, uh, a lot of the nationalities won't be used. So, But you need yeah. the access to that scenario right. list to know. So you can leave those nationalities behind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very true, very true.
2: The hooligans and,
1: yeah, for instance, <laughs> the Martians. These are my Aussies. They love yeah. soccer.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> leave them.
4: Jeff, you had a letter?
2: I have a letter from Anonymous, but he has asked us not to read his name. Ooh.
4: Okay, then. So, I say if he ain't got so, the guts to tell I'll me who it is. Is. To add, yeah, I'll edit,
2: yeah, edit out the fact that it's from some guy named Anonymous. Uh, regarding episode 142, the Jim Burris hip leader with bazooka setup, the last sentence of rulebook section C13.45 single man counter usage says... Eric, you probably know this, what it uh, says. Oh, yeah, yes.
4: right, yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> yeah.
2: A bazooka can be used by one single-man counter only if that single-man counter is a hero.
4: Dun-dun-dun. Okay. Now, Jim recommended putting, like, three heroes out hidden. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, three leaders hidden, each with a bazooka. Each with a bazooka. So he's saying that they would can't. be a problem?
2: Yeah. A bazooka can only be used by a single-man counter only if that
4: single-man counter is a hero. Or, or if or there's if two, heroic leader. two, or if there's two of them, or a heroic leader. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there's clarification yeah. on Jim's idea. It the same still a rule, good idea. Yeah.
2: The same rule says two single man counters can fire a bazooka, or by extension a Panzer Schreck at full effect, but it takes a hero to shoot it alone. So make sure you have what you need to shoot the weapon. I learned this the hard way when a hip leader popped out with a bazooka to take out a passing Panzer, only to have my opponent point out this rule.
4: Oh, he's been doing that. Sneaky yeah. idea too. Yeah, they learned it the hard way. All right, so it's still possible, but you need two liters, and now it gets real expensive to hide your hip two liters <laughs> when you need them to rally. But yeah. it's a good idea, and can yeah. surely yeah. be worth it if you. It's a surprise. More snag valuable a tank. than the, the rallying. Yeah. That's yeah. Like quite a, so anyway, thanks, and I have a uh, last one here, I think, yes. from Gary Bartlett. I would be interested to check out the Slack team room. I downloaded the app for iOS, and it's asking for a team name. Jeff, what the heck is that?
2: Well, uh, I set up a chat room on Slack.com. We
4: mentioned it briefly last As time. we Are mentioned in the last it?
2: episode, and it's a place for people <laughs> to go and chat live with other ASLers. And if you go to advancedsquatleader.slack.com, you can sign up there. And all you have to do is put in your email address and pick a password, and then you're in. And there are different rooms that you can go into. And we're just testing it out right now to see if it's viable. But it's a little more immediate than going on Facebook, a little more intimate than going on to Game Squad. Just a different way of communicating with your fellow ASLers
1: around the world. Keep your options open, guys.
2: Yeah. So, and it's easy to to load the app on your phone. There's apps for all the phones and desktop apps and things like that and i i hope we'll see you there all right well that's it for letters i'm looking in there right now actually and mark Humphreys is in there oh hey
4: mark yeah. what's oh, going man mark. so mark uh, let's uh, give him a hello tell him we're on the air live and he can hear his own emails red or something ah, never mind and Jeff has a little stack of some stuff over there. And I have over here, finishing what's in the box, ASL Journal 1. Uh, very so nice we'll picture on the front of the Some of I that had. stuff out here in this show.
2: This is just a stack of stuff that. Oh, here's a little segment. Okay. <laughs> that I like design. to call another one of Jeff's cockamamie ideas. <laughs> okay, because we already covered that. Yes, we did. But let's see. Do we have music for cockamamie ideas? Give me a song that's cockamamie. <sighs> okay, how about.
4: um. Uh, that uh, organ music you used on me, sir, you you bushwhacked me with on that one episode live. <laughs> oh, oh what's, uh, what's the that, chimpanzee. Uh, do you remember uh, the organ grinder? Uh, the, uh, oh, okay, how about or, the circus? circus music. There you go. Cir- circus.
1: Circus. Long ago,
4: music. we were talking about monkeys
1: or something, and Jeff suddenly starts playing
4: organ grinder kind of thing. Yeah. What you got,
2: Jeffrey? (laughs) Buggerly. Here's one of Jeff's cockamamie ideas.
1: (laughs) Just parading down the main street.
2: (laughs) On his unicycle. (laughs) I had had this idea. Because, you know, a few episodes ago, we spoke with the great George Kelm from the Lone Canuck. Correct. Mundo. Publishing. Nice company. And we had purchased this wonderful scenario and campaign game called Azarekia Breakout. And we did a box art review on that. I remember that. And I, I showed this to Rich Spilky, and he was interested in it enough to purchase it, And because he and I kind of would like to play this campaign game. Mm-hmm. So I had this cockamamie idea that maybe in the third, qu- fourth quarter of this year, probably October, November, December, mm-hmm. we'll start playing this. What we're thinking of is we'll invite everybody who wants to play yeah. to join in. You buy this scenario. We'll have a few Methods of, of of all the Russians to have a chat room where they can get together and sort of compare, <laughs> set up notes and maybe do. I'm getting
4: kind of lost here, Joe. Yeah,
2: yeah maybe maybe get together all the guys from Wait, around the world. Okay, then discuss a, their then setup a chat
4: room of all the German players, all all in one the chat German room?
2: players in a chat or a hangout? Okay, and then everybody plays the first scenario of the campaign game. Wait, who plays it? whoever wants to play it everybody in the chat room plays pairs of players all around the world pairs of players pairs of players all around the world they pair up yeah
4: so you're not suggesting that everyone in the chat room all 20 of them have to argue out what their setup will be no okay because that would be but i I think that would be more interesting (laughs) (laughs) that
2: would be cockamamie no it's just for them to get together and talk about what they're going to do in their particular setup Okay. And so then they play through the campaign game. Then we do another hangout. And everybody talks about how things turn out. So all this is going to be each done group will talk about. No, in a chat room or on a like a Google Hangout or Google something? Google Hangout? Yeah, yeah, after the fact, like an after action report after each of the five scenarios. Oh, or oh six. Okay.
1: So they play the game, and then afterwards, we they all get together and we talk, yeah, and talk all, about it. We how all went events. together. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. I was under the impression that we were all going to play this game like a vassal. <laughs> <No>, that, <laughs> <would be cockamamie. laughs> that would be cockamamie. That would be cockamamie. That fits right in with the entire series. Yeah. Right? But yeah, like an after action Bosch pit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah,
4: kind of. Exactly. So, is that your only cockamamie idea? Yeah. Is that not cockamamie enough? No, that, but that you have to do me. it without pants. Because
1: we <laughs> get with this pant thing again.
4: How are you going to coordinate the time schedule? Who's going to remember to we'll go back in the, the chat room? Logistics. The-
1: don't bother me with logistics. <laughs>
2: well, if only people that are interested. Certain individuals who All shall right. remain nameless, yeah. Dave.
4: Don't have to do it. Maybe Eric will head this up with the Southwest Outpost. You
1: know, I think I could interest some of the guys in in, in on this. This seems just, you know, unusual enough to pique some interest.
2: I think it would be interesting. I'm I'm the Russian player. There's a Russian player in the Philippines. There's a Russian player in New Zealand. There's a Russian player, you know, a couple in the United States. There's one in England. We all get together. We talk about
4: how we're going to set things up. Yeah, all with your different time schedules. Yes, of course. Well,
1: you don't have to... Agree to meet at a certain time. Again. Well, it's
4: midnight over there and it's noon over here. That's well, easy. So have to make sacrifices. <laughs> Always with them negative <laughs> waves. All right. Well, thank you for sharing, Jeff.
2: And if that doesn't work out, we can juggle uh, like firing uh, fiery bowling pins. That would be more entertaining. Be better,
1: man. I'd pay a dollar to see that.
2: What else you got? What? what new AFV at cards? That's new. The rest of that's yeah, just i got your these. I've got these charts. AFV cards. Have you got I these AFV the, cards?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about yes, those? Yes. Okay. There is a guy that's in Wisconsin that I met through uh, the again through the ASL Outpost.
4: Boy, he is on his the,
1: stuff. And um, his name is Chris Edwards. And the guy was coming up there at one point, and we were just and you can see you know the banter going back and forth about this, that, and the other thing in vehicle notes. Well, the guy is a bit of a programmer and a great whiz when it comes to Excel spreadsheets. So he took the information of the vehicle notes, and he put it in this spreadsheet with all this um, um, information, as you can see, displayed prominently before you. Uh, with the pictures here, this gives you a very good cheat sheet helping tool that you could use, and I would highly recommend it when you play. Get yourself these things out here. It gives all the vehicle notes of uh, the particular thing. Uh, it gives a, a picture of the vehicle. Um, he's got the uh, the hit probabilities on it. It tells you uh, if it's low ground pressure, one man turrets, the the armor factors, the hit numbers, the uh, I mean overruns. I'm mean, just all the little information that you could probably want on these things are on these quick reference sheets there's individual things for not only for the vehicles but for the ordinance um he um i know he sold them at one point or another i think he still does sell the sets i'm not sure exactly what the website is for that but if you put it on the show notes, that would be a really good if you have the if you have not had the opportunity to look at these things i would highly encourage you to do so it's just he it's wonderful
2: yeah very very handy if you have any experience Seen the AFE cards that came along with the
4: historical ASL? Or was I believe the they del- were deluxe the ASL. deluxe version. Had the original uh, cards really? I've that never I seen have. Them. Do, oh, I have do them. Do we have, have them? them? Yeah. I have them. Oh, my wow. House too.
1: Okay. How, I, I would love to see how these compare to what.
2: Oh my! I put them in. I put them here in this nice box of yeah. crystal tarot cards. Tar- sort of tarot thing. armored
1: cards. Wow. <laughs>
4: Yeah, those. I have so a set of those. A, I've never cards. seen I, I these I like before. those. They put all the rules on one card, but I rarely actually end up using them. But you can mark ABC. which one is lost at certain oh, ammo. okay. I see. And then, Jeff, there was the um, uh, the big plastic cards we got. You fit them in the sleeve oh, from yeah. Armor Works. Oh, wonder what to or that. Or wonder what They're out of that. production. I mean, he did a whole run. He did just that and one. And that was just that run. Yeah, so okay. it's very hard it, to find those now from... Yeah. Yes, or, I can't remember. but tip came where
1: These came in the... Deluxe Those are from the deluxe, deluxe. Streets
4: of Fire, Hedro Hell, and wow. you know. can
1: I um, say Hell? I, I, I think you just did.
2: Hedro Hades. Uh,
1: they, <laughs> I can see where the now just comparing oh, these with what Chris has done. Um, I mean, you're going to get Chris uh, is more
4: thorough.
1: Chris is more thorough. They're um, they're easier on the eye and laid out. I think a little bit better. But you know, if you can have just the information handy, especially through the vehicle notes, like like again when we made that um, comment about the. Um, the half track comes with a squad and you can pull out the anti tank right over there yep again if you didn't take the vehicle notes out and look at it you'd never you know you wouldn't know and that, and
2: these are very handy for that you know it's it may not be something that you keep at the gaming table while you're actually playing mm-hmm. but if you look at these before you play sure you're going to you're going to remember a lot of this stuff as long as you have it you that, go yeah, into yeah. It.
1: and 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 that just half the half the battle when it comes to playing a game yeah you go there it's like God, I wish I could have used smoke. Oh, I, I should have looked that up. Right. There you go. It's, yeah, it's, it's those all right there. prompts, what you need. And, yeah. And, we, of course, we applaud any uh, creative idea that someone comes out to make this game a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And speaking of that, have you heard about this guy, Ritter, on the thing who's making some OBA cards? Yes. Yes. I looked at him. I at chatted
2: there. with him the other day and, and yeah. asked him... If we could get a couple of sets, so
1: we're, right. he's I've arranging that. I've myself yeah. go there when they do become out there. I think it would be a wonderful product for something to stick in a box.
4: Well, and these are the actual cards that Doug Rubideau had notified us about yes. um, a couple years ago. Right? Right? Okay. right. That's the guy. Yeah.
1: Now, those cards that Chris Edwards done have gone through a little bit, a few changes. Before, as you can see on the far oh. right-hand side, they have the
4: movement and terrain costs yeah that looks different than what I've seen on the original Mm -hmm. he
1: added that in because when we were at, at one of the tournaments you know guys were offering him some, some suggestions. He never go to a place and say, gee, do you think this could be better? And boy, oh, will you tell yeah. oh, oh, man, They're going to
2: they're gonna point out everything that
1: you could possibly have. Exactly. Well, asked. he did end up with a couple ideas, which I thought were just completely outstanding. One of the things that you do, and again, you're playing in your game, and you've got your armor-fighting vehicle, and we'll just assume, we'll say the Germans, and you've got your Panzer three running around out there, and oh my goodness, you got some infantry caught out in the open. Silly, silly Russian. Boy, I want to overrun it. How many times have you gone over the? Figure out what the overrun, you know, formula yeah. is. Okay, I take my machine guns and I double them or trip, and then I have them. And do I triple double have them? Uh, and uh, how many points do I get for this and that? Again, he's got it all spelled out. Yeah. Both in, and when I might add, good job, Chris. Um, in a CE vehicle, which might have an Oh, machine right, yeah, and a buttoned, right, and buttoned up. There yeah. you go. Again, uh, just what I said is some of the most creative and most knowledgeable players play ASL. Yeah. Unbelievable. And
4: that's all you got there on your stack?
1: Yes, and the rest is just other but stuff. I like those historical cards. Those are really neat. I had, I had no idea that they we had
4: that Well, card. shall we finish up uh, the show before the we do some tack-ons? The with, um, sure. The yeah. ASL Journal
2: 1? Oh, yes. And where is that from? This is our ep-
4: part of our episode we call what's
1: in the box
4: all right and then this is the continuation of journal one and if it you is, remember from last time we didn't actually have a box oh correct what am i echoing in then but the, but this is what's a whole, whole lot of um tactical information so we're picking up with the last article or two and it'll wrap up Fairly quickly, I believe, but it is Welcome to the Jungle. This is Robert Walkie's article on tactical tips for playing the Japanese in ASL. And some of the things I've highlighted is that the Japanese have all sorts of special abilities that can mess with an attacker's timing. The jungle itself causes minor problems with in timing. Uh, can you guys think of what he means by that? Timing? A one and a two. <coughs> like that.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: You got me on that one. Mr. Kwan, what do you think? Well, yeah. unless on a road, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Kwan, the stacking limit in dense jungle is two squad equivalents. So that alone, if you're used to used to moving a stack of three guys mm-hmm. to move quickly through the jungle, <clears throat> the stacking limit is two. You know, I don't play a lot of PTO. Oh, that's okay. But but I'm learning this. So you're going to really learn ge- some tips.
1: I am, I am. Please continue.
4: And that could slow you down. Another one, no multi-hex fire groups out in dense jungle, kunai, bamboo, or swamp or if coupled with another group in similar terrain. Okay, this is going to keep down devastating 16 firepower 6X fire groups from destroying your defenders. Well, wow, I can see the
1: rice paddies now.
4: Jeff is familiar with bamboo. How's that to move through? Ooh. Please, will you elaborate? That's on- <laughs> <laughs> not what we were looking for.
2: It's so comfortable. No, it's a pain to move through.
4: It's a pain. Well, that summarizes those very well. Yeah. It can only be entered via minimum move, low crawl, or advanced versus difficult terrain.
2: You know... Who would want to go in bamboo? I'm kind of surprised at that because I've seen a lot of movies, and that's where I get most of my knowledge about life. (laughs) And And the bamboo is beautiful and spacious and... Don't panda man bears and, eat it? Man and, and a woman and,
4: running through it and no,
2: kissing and that's wrong. beautiful things happening.
4: I've been in real bamboo, and really? I mentioned this on another show a long a couple of years ago. We went somewhere on a vacation, and they had bamboo patches <laughs> in this horticulture thing, I've, and it was dense as all get out. I've never Done. seen...
1: Real bamboo vamp- what is it
4: does it like what is it like like corn or something? Yeah, does- it's a big stalk thing and they grow really close together. So Note. I know what Jeff's talking about. Note I to have self. Also he's <laughs> taking notes here.
2: Respect
4: Dave <laughs> more <laughs> You've got okay. you've got I mean it was dense it was dense. And I know what you're talking about, Jeff. There are movies where they're running through the bamboo and it's, like, open. Yeah. It's totally, it's not what I experienced where were in the you, real. Though? But where were you? I'm sorry. It, I it was part. a local place. So, you know, bamboo sounds like it's a... Yeah,
1: far eastern kind of thing. Yeah, and... only
4: in the jungle. But it's really yeah. not. I mean, they have some of it that can grow in climates that are more uh, yeah, like chilled. Them. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You think about like Japan and the... Korea, they get cold. Yeah. Oh, spelled, yeah. Sure, right? yeah. Sure, they do. Mm, okay. I'm telling you, I was going through bamboo. Maybe it was a version of bamboo, but it was dense as all get out. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Would I think I t- took Would t- you say it, it took
2: your minimum move to get it, into it? Like?
4: In fact, I'm a little heavy set. I had to kind I wouldn't of wedge say that. between I wouldn't say that. some of the bamboo posts. So. Uh, Interesting, though. Okay. Good to know. Another thing it could slow you down mm-hmm. is a recovery attempt in jungle, kunai, or bamboo gets a plus two.
2: A recovery attempt to oh, pick really? up a weapon pick, pick right. up.
1: Well, no. probably can't find it. <laughs> well,
2: I so thought it uh, can slow dense, you down if you yeah, really want it. to get that weapon. You yeah. can't.
4: You stay there another turn. Is that in dense jungle or just that, he's saying just jungle kunai or bamboo is oh, the okay. plus two?
2: Doesn't it get lost? I thought when a weapon gets dropped, it gets lost. Maybe that's just dense marsh, jungle. swamp. Okay, mm-hmm. those things. All
1: right. Okay, plus two. Where, Where are you? Fire? Fire? Where is the machine? I cannot find it.
4: Ambush may occur in jungle kunai or bamboo. However, the advancing attacker adds a plus one to the ambush die roll. Why would that slow you yeah, down? Uh, or oh, maybe you're less likely uh, to uh, advance just, in the... yeah. yeah, yeah or maybe, maybe
1: they, it's really easy to hide in the jungle. Yeah,
2: yeah. and you make noise yeah.
4: as you're minimum moving. Well, especially if you have to walk through that bamboo stuff. Yeah. And he points out. Robert Wolke, hey, Rob. who we're supposed to interview, right? Isn't this the friend of Rich Spilkey that moved away? Hey, <laughs> hey by golly!
1: You...
4: Oh, Mickey! Sorry. But not through bamboo you don't move fast, Sorry. do you, around the world? Sorry, Mickey. Shut up, you little mouse! <laughs> golly! guy is so rude. Now, finally, <laughs> there are terrain features on the Kota map boards, board 35, board 37. Oh. Mm-hmm. That you see... I foresee much editing in our future. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right, I'm going to roll with it, Jeff. You see that both of these are littered with bamboo pond and swamp hexes. Uh, Now, Eric, even though you haven't played a lot of Pacific, Mm -hmm. is that going to be... What's that going to do to your movement, having... Pond here and swamp next to that. It's gonna make it one heck of a mess. You can't get through that. And you're gonna know where your enemy's moving, right? It's gonna channel their movement. And so that's gonna slow them down, and you get to know where they're gonna come from. Now, here's a really, really cool thing about ambush. Okay. In your ambush phase, you advance a stack, which is uh well, let's see, he's got a bunch of like Well, I thought I wouldn't read that off for some reason. Let's see if I don't need to. Mm -hmm. To a jump-off area for your next move. During your close combat phase, a Japanese player brings out his hidden initial placed half squad. Right. That you advanced in on. Now, in the Pacific, the Japanese don't have to reveal when they're hiding in the jungle. Well, really, much stealthier kind of guy. Yes, much stealthier kind of thing. So you advanced in. It's close combat. He pops out this guy. You're in there with him. You didn't know you were. So you
1: could advance and still be hip.
4: Well, yeah, but you... But yeah, he could pass through you. Yeah. And you can pop up behind him. Holy Christ. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it is cool. But in this case, you pop in there. He pops out in the close combat phase. You're like, oh, I guess I'm in close combat. With a little... Let me go ahead and read it. It is a... Like a British or US... Do you have any good commander? You CX... No, I'm mixing the background music. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> you took away it's his off. toy. You you move. Okay, so you cx x okay. six 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 Americans or two five four five seven British yeah. with an eight o. Okay. You figure you're safe. You don't see anyone around. Mm-hmm. You advance in. Oh, yeah. out pops a little Japanese dude. Uh, like we're talking about half a, squad or something? 237 half squad. Wow. Okay. 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 Now you think you're totally going to win this, right? Here's the ambush modifiers Japanese. Neg two concealed. Because he just came out of hip. Yeah. Neg one stealthy. Wow. US or British. Plus one CX. Wow, that's four. Plus one attacker in the jungle. Five. That Whoa. difference.
1: Holy Christmas. You, like, at a 1 to 2 attack plus 5 in your favor? Wow. Listen to this.
4: So you roll a 4, 5, or 6. You automatically are ambushed. And at 1 to 4 odds, after an ambush, this measly half squad, at 1 to 4 odds, yeah. can kill two 4, 5, 7s, or one six, 6, 6, 6 squad, and an 8 Mm-hmm with a close combat die roll of a seven average oh, roll wow Christmas. and
1: if you got ambush of course you're doing you're whacking them first and then what's yeah. ever left
4: uh-huh right.
1: wow
4: so two six, six six sixes and an eight oh pop out that two three seven yeah. You yeah yeah average chance average roll of or less of taking out that one of the six six sixes wow oh.
1: it's a it would be a great job for the
4: Japanese just to, you know,
1: deploy all of his units. Deploy as just. much as you can.
4: Yeah, but you yeah. only hip so many of them. Yeah. But it's a lot, too, with Japanese yeah. if you haven't played it. Um, the casualty reduction would be an 8. Mm-hmm. The, re- the elimination would be the 7. So on an 8, you casually reduce one.
3: Wow, very uh,
4: 5, hand-to-hand number needed at 1 to 4 odds. Neg 1, oh, here's telling you how we got to that. You need a 5, hand-to-hand, okay, red amazing. number. Neg one Japanese in hand to hand. Neg one ambush. Seven. Neg one versus CX. Wow! Wow! Yep, eight. eight eight or less gets eight. a result. Wow! Eight and you kill him half. And, and seven, seven, you have fifty fifty shot. Yeah! Yeah! Wow! That's that's tremendous for a half squad. Yeah, this can also be used by Japanese units hiding in bamboo, where units entering automatically become CX. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. because you become, a wait, move. wait, wait, I know minimum, you become CX automatically yeah, with, you, with your minimum move or your uh, whatever else
1: it said. Okay, yeah. question, why would I ever want to go in bamboo? <laughs> it seems like a downer all there the way is, around.
4: <laughs> because when the enemy comes in on you, yeah. yeah, maybe it's the attacker, you avoid it, but as a defender, if I'm in it, it's set up.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The enemy comes in on me. Right. He's going to be CX for that ensuing yeah. close, com- close combat. And there are some other things, but I forget what they are. Yeah. But, but you're right. It's difficult.
1: you <laughs>
2: So as a defender, you may want to watch those areas where there might only be one hex of bamboo, mm-hmm. if, if that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Watch those areas because the attacker might come through there thinking, no, oh, this is the weakest point. I can get
1: through this bamboo quickly. Well, I know Um, I would probably try it once. Yeah. Then, oops. Yeah,
4: (laughs) yeah, and you can do that same ambush in a jungle hex too, Mm -hmm. or kunai, which is easier to move through. And then he talks about the no routing ambush. This is where uh, I think you, yeah, you figure out where the guy's attacking. Probably you're going to set up an area where you break him for sure, at least one squad. Mm -hmm. You figure he's got to route a certain direction, Mm -hmm. and you've hidden the guy behind him. He um, passed through you. You didn't have to reveal because of this special Japanese rule. Right. And then um, they route back. And he's saying, I was able to break all three units in a prep fire phase. During my movement phase, I revealed a hip half squad that the attacker had actually bypassed, hadn't even gone through oh, his okay. hex. And then I moved him, of course, adjacent to the brokies, cut off the route Oops. path. <sighs> Goodbye, a 9-2 two and 2558 five oh. Marines. Oh.
1: Can you just see somebody who's like you're really having a real bad day and then you pull that thing on him He'll and, quit, and yeah. the box of dice goes flying across the room? Yeah, yeah. He will quit. Oh, man. Well, hey, more counters for me, right?
4: <laughs> and then some more great tactical advice. He's talking about mortars. Um, the Japanese have this little mortar. Well, it's a 50-millimeter mortar. It's, a, it's fine. But he's saying place mortars in locations that are expected avenues of approach for an armor-fighting vehicle. I would not think that normally. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't normally either.
4: If your opponent is foolish enough to lead his AFV, lead with an AFV, or doesn't have a multi-man counter in the AFV's hex, now is the time to strike. During the Japanese prep phase, fire smoke into the AFV's hex. If you do get smoke during the movement phase, create a tank hunter hero. So this is a dual thing. Mortar with tank hunter hero. Pay attention to sequence move. Yeah. yeah, and you you combine the this with, so you get this tank hunter hero. You can spring one out of a squad by a mm-hmm. dice roll, Eric, and he can run toward a tank with a, um, if he's a DC hero, he's got a demolition charge. Even without it, he has a good chance of close combating and killing a tank well, by himself, one little guy. It's like one little suicide kind of guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So then you reveal a hip tank hunter hero maybe that was set up next to the mortar. If you can pre-set them up, Have which you can. you roll those things? One, you roll to spring them out of a squad right. and go with the enemy and attack. Others you can pre-place. Depends oh. on certain, I forget what. Yeah, I can't mm. remember
2: if there's a, there's a percentage yeah, of Yeah, in the, certain uh, years.
4: Mm. Right. I think in later years, they were more yeah. likely to just hide guys around. Hoping yeah. To. I'm not sure. But he's pointing out, use the smoke with these dudes. Because a lot of times, I run my little tank on heroes out there. You know, they take an eight and egg two yeah. and then a... Close, you know they, they get wiped out.
2: It. Yeah. So
4: well, instead makes, of taking, that makes a lot more sense. Instead of taking the neg one, neg two defensive fire attacks from the AFV, your tank hunter hero will now be taking plus two or plus three. Yeah, giving it a much greater chance of surviving. When your tank hunter hero does reach the armor fighting vehicle, remember to roll for an ATMm anti tank magnetic mine. Mm-hmm. They can get those one to three during forty four to forty five. Good chance they loaded them up. And then he has a little trick over here. He talks about scorched earth policy. I forget what it was, but I didn't. um, Oh, I think he's saying often if you don't have to have points on the board, Mm -hmm. Japanese are great at just, like, attacking and trying to maul the enemy to death. You can wipe out more of them, and they need to get points over here to a certain area. Okay. By going scorched earth, (laughs) you just charge. So if if he needs 20 points, you and he has 30, you charge all your Japanese at the 10 points, 11, 11 points to wipe them out right. and forget about the 19 Dang. and let them go right by you because he can't win. He can't win then. If yeah. you've totally annihilated, just just go at him because Japanese don't break as easily, right? Or they they, or they red strike, stripe and right. then they keep going. yeah. And hand-to-hand and neg ones and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he has a little trick called the now you see him, now you don't. During a 1945 scenario, the Japanese player may set up 25% of his demolition charges unpossessed in unpaved or paved road locations. Holy Christmas. Yeah, or paved. Now, this AT set DC always uses HIP. So, I don't know. Do they bury him under leaves or something Probably, on the road? Probably mm. dig a little hole or something. Yeah. yeah. This may be detonated by a HIP tank hunter hero or other unit. And if detonated, the vehicle automatically becomes a brain wreck. No crew survival. Isn't
1: that, what is that, like pre-Iraqi war IEDs?
4: Yeah, I think, yeah. And I, in my films I show at school, Japanese guys talking about how they would dig a pit in a, pit, in a dirt road. Mm-hmm. And then the whole human would go in it yeah. with the DC. Wow. And then when a the tank would go overhead, they would just detonate themselves. Can you imagine <sighs> yeah. the mentality you got to here? You hold this. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, and detonate it and when detonate. they come over. yeah. yeah. And so that finishes. And uh, uh,
2: excuse me. What is Plan B?
1: (laughs) You'll come back after you try that Plan A. Okay.
4: Wait, isn't that already Plan Z? Yeah, maybe. Because all the other plans ran out to get to that point. But welcome to the jungle by Robert Wolke. Excellent. You know.
1: Why do I hear Guns and Roses? (laughs) Welcome to. No, don't
4: don't say that. Jeff will start (laughs) playing something. Oh. No, I won't. Scenario J9, a stiff fight. Scenario J10, armored fists. So you get 10 scenarios. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Wow, this wow. is just chock full it of is scenarios. It a J11 in the old tradition. J12, jungle fighters. 12 scenarios. And that wrapped up Wokey's article. Oh, uh, no. I'm sorry. It continues over here. Mm.
1: This sneaky little guy.
4: <laughs> he is a sneaky guy. All this for a dollar. Wow. He- Boy, well, those it's were a little days. more than that. Oh. Okay, your opponent... Is faced with a dilemma when deciding to fire at a DC hero. This is the guy who has a DC, he can spring out and run with it okay. out of the squad. You give the DC to mm-hmm. the DC hero and he runs at the tank. If the machine gun nest fires at the DC hero when it is adjacent or even earlier at a two or three hex range mm-hmm. and doesn't KIA or maintain rate of fire, and it doesn't, and, oh, I'm sorry, then the MG nest will automatically be forced to subsequent first fire. When the DC hero enters its hex, and I think this kind of applies to a human wave and things like this, okay. or even a uh, Berserk guy, right, who can enter the hex, the MG nest is now faced with more problems. First, the breakdown number of the MG is reduced by two, because it's a sustained fire. Second, after using subsequent first fire, the MG units marked with final fire, and the tra- trailing attacking units may advance... Oh. Leading an attack with the DC hero and the rest, then you bring up the rest oh, of your guys. right, yeah,
1: because if yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's already fired him. Yeah. yeah,
4: third, the DC hero might actually survive and detonate the DC, and fourth, the follow-up bonsai charge into the nest would force the final protective fire, which could break. So you could probably do this also with Russians, right? Human wave. Mm-hmm. have a one squad by himself go up, draw some fire, yeah. fire, just, you know.
1: Yeah, then you know, then you just and have then the human wave launches. Afterwards. Yeah. I need volunteers. You have been blessed by Stalin!
4: (laughs) And it it talks about bonsai charges. Tactically, how do we do good bonsai charges? How do we think about them? I'm going to have to read this article. Well, um, here's how to think about this. Effective Effective doesn't mean it got in and necessarily killed the enemy. Mm -hmm. Your goals, tactically, may be these. Cover a lot of ground quickly. Hmm. Because they move faster. Yeah. Break opposing units by forcing final protective fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, break opposing units by point-blank advancing fire. Mm. Even if you don't, you know. And it clears the way for follow-up units to move adjacent to enemy units and mm-hmm. so on. Okay. And then they can advance to get close combat. Right. And So that's how you think about effective. It doesn't have to get in and kill it by itself. Mm-hmm. It's doing a lot of other things.
1: You could screw up the works just by moving. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. And then we have his last thing I highlighted here. Uh, there's often no better use for an eight oh leader and a three four seven second line Japanese squad than to combine them into a bonsai charge. Just the leader in the one squad. I need volunteers. You scum. Come. <laughs> You're with me.
1: You're with me. The
4: three four seven cannot pin and it must fail the three morale checks, right? At a level of nine. Or suffer because he's Bonsine and he's with a leader, mm. so mm-hmm. that bumps up his morale. Yeah, yeah yep. okay. Or he has to get the K Slasher K to stop it. The main goal is to stay in the target location and keep the enemy from firing out. Yeah. So what you know as vehicle for yeah. Sleaze freeze is now infantry infantry sleaze sleaze freeze.
1: freeze. I can imagine it goes just like in Star Trek. Okay, all you guys put on these red shirts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and then to round out this journal, you got Run Through the Jungle by Matt Shostak, also interviewed on this very podcast. Another name to know brought to you yeah. by the two half squads. And he just, I'm, you know, he just, it's programmed instruction. So if you're Eric going to teach anybody, he uses, sure. he tells you what terrain to play first, <clears throat> what scenarios to play in what ah, order. Ah, good. Yeah. And it has the debriefing, which is the rules clarifications. Oh, here's the rest of those 10 Ah, okay. <laughs> From West. Right. I thought we only got about I, six. I know
2: it was in the last page if the hell it well, again?
4: I hate this continued on page, whatever. <laughs> Actually I maybe I got through nine because all I have here is Comson. Oh, Western El Main scenario. Yeah, that's a great desert. Mark Nixon scenario. loves Comson.
1: I, yeah. Has and anybody played the journal? No, very good. Has anybody played Desert? Do you play Desert? I've played a couple.
2: I've played Comson. I've with played Rich. Scoking. Every
1: official desert scenario published. I've never played a desert scenario. Yeah. I may mean, have played a bunch of the other ones. I mean and I'm kind of now gonna dabble into the PTO part of it. I'm working on it, Mr. Guan. The Desert, nothing. I've never tried it. Oh
4: uh, we're They're fun. Planning to do a show about the desert rules. We are coming up. Yeah, which yeah. we said a year ago. <laughs>
1: Stay Ending. We may have to turn on a lot of heat lamps out here, you know. And
4: do you have the desert boards? Uh the West I, of Alamein an old one? Or? No,
1: I got the, uh, what was that, the second version of it for King and Country. So I yeah. don't have those boards.
4: That doesn't have desert. No, yeah, yeah. that's no. what I'm saying. Just oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. But
1: yeah. I've seen the, um, and I did manage to come up with uh, getting the uh, the Italian module. So I do have, uh, you know, some of the the figures and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but no, nope, I need the desert boards. I need, uh, Gotta play it. I want to play a couple. Yeah, of them.
2: it's fun. I'm well, sure there's new terrain. We, can, we could do that
4: with you too yep. at some point. That would be great. That's amazing. ASL oh. Journal One. So wow. What, yes. Does Journal One sound like a worthwhile value? to Oh, you? oh, Absol- I think so. It, yeah,
2: it, most definitely.
4: Yeah, I think the last thing we covered wasn't as good. This is, you know, what what MMP did with the journals instead of what Avalon Hill is doing with the annual, was they did get away from a lot of the detailed historical mm-hmm. articles and. Into more tactical kinds of things. So. Yeah, which is what you need if you're going to be playing this game. You, you yeah. need
1: to learn some of the tactics. And, and not only so much, it's like, okay, just do bypass freeze. Okay, what? You need some practical demonstrations, some things on how to do it. I can't begin to even tell you how long it took me for someone to teach me how to do platoon movement with vehicles for the Russians yeah. and human wave. You know, they show it on there, you know, and even with the diagram. It still doesn't look right, when, <laughs> but when somebody demonstrated it to me on the board, on live. the board, yeah, you know, then you go,
4: oh, the light has shined again. Yeah. It gets in the head just a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't does. It?
1: You, you need that practical demonstration, and um, hence where guys like YouTube, you got Joe Stedman or the the um, ID Jester, whoever he is, right? Um, Vast language stew. So many tools out there for the new and upcoming. Um, ASL player and for old veterans themselves to really just sharpen and hone their skills so that the enjoyment value of that game every little nuance becomes something that's going to be just just very precious to you when you play the game yep that's great advice great advice Eric
4: well with that shall we tack on a, a after action report or two
1: yes yeah. and
4: uh, we'll great. come back and sign off okay good uh, hey guys it's Whit Richardson again one thing I like about ASL is the complexity. I love the Chrome. More Chrome, the better. And I think maybe it's the elitist in me, but, uh, you know, I love ASL because so many other people are intimidated by it. So that's the elitist talking. But um, I really love the Chrome, and uh, I love
3: uh, that that rule book is so thick. And, uh, you know, I
4: love that uh, I can sit down and read it like, uh, um, you know, and always find something new. All right, guys, thanks. Bye. Hey everybody, looking at this hammer and nail. Valor of the Guards, Scenario 8. Mark Woods and I are playing it tonight, so I'm just going to look at the uh, Russian attack setup. And talk about what I thought I might do. The Mortars fire, range of 3 to 78, as you'll hear at the end of this when we talk about it. I forgot that in my setup, but um, I put 1 in H37, He can fire into a lot of front hexes. The night visibility range starts out at 3. That gives him good line of sight. I had one in J39, which is too close to hit K38. So probably a better place is J40. Although he's got limited line of sight from there to target. So if you stay at J39, then you can go down and hit hexes M39. N-39 also. So that's pretty sweet. And that can support the assault from N-41 and M-41. And I put set up here, assault D-2DCs and the flamethrower. All of them in one hex and N-41. That ended up getting busted trying to cross the street to N-39. But the flamethrower rallied back and did some damage, and they got in there. But you know, I'm talking about initial assault. M41. I had put some four five eights with two light machine guns, three four five eights, and two light machine guns on that hack. So so M41 and N41 together could overwhelm, hopefully, the defender there. But those three all broke too. Also, and then it was I realized it was dumb to put the light machine gun guys as assault into the buildings. I should know better than that. They should be sitting back further and firing in a distance, at least in the at the start of the game. The kill stack was the two, the heavy and the medium machine gun, and two squads. It was a 20 firepower sh- um, shot shot. Should have had another squad probably in there also. And I put that in K 40. That's a great spot. Of course, he can hit. The three hexes straight across the road, including the rubble there with the 992 leader. And I left three squads back in this railway building. And like hex G37, all of them, they can move around later. At two is probably fine. One, maybe none. You may not need any there. It may be it's this board is so tight that as the Russians assault, if the Germans jump in a sewer or something or start to push through an area that opened up, Fall back, contest that building with them. We, we thought it was an interesting victory condition. The Russians win a game in by controlling building L 38 and all hexes of building F 36. Well, they start off controlling F 36. I'd put a uh, the 127 crew. I, I assume he's supposed to carry the Molotov projectile. I didn't look up the rules for the Molotov projectile um, projector, but and it's got our four firepower range of four. You know, roll the head and I never ended up using it, but I tossed that in like I think L thirty nine with that crew. Is that what that crew is for? I did put what was it the seven oh and L thirty-five. I did put a Commissar in and st- for the eight and egg one, and that sat I think in M forty one to start the game. An assault moved back into the rubble in L 41. It was a nice spot, it was slow for people to route to him, but ultimately he advanced into L 40 and rallied up a whole group there and took them across the street. So, L 35 is a good spot. I like to start into there. He had the 7 0 and a couple squads. And L-37, of course, an assault moving into the shell holes across the street, giving you a good advantage to get in there against the German defenders. And by the end of the game, I had realized, I think I probably could have put those railway station guys holding that over into the assault uh, across the road by M-41. I had a Cloaking counter in L40, and eh, didn't help me much. So I'm going to go ahead and put a couple more squads in there to get across that street for sure. Load it up. Uh, of course, the German might expect that, and probably should expect that. So having some alternate push zones to come in on the left side helps. Anyway, Mark and I are going to play. This is we already have, but we recorded the end game before I recorded this little setup thing for you. So, hey everybody, Mark Woods and I just played Hammer and Nail, and it's Mark's first Night Rules game. And first, we'll talk about well, let's talk about Night Rules first. Mark, what do you think?
0: Interesting. It certainly gives a it it makes things more advantageous for the attacker clearly because there are no neg modifiers. As long as you're assault moving.
4: Yeah, Mark's talking about the plus one knight LV. Um, In this particular game, there's a lot of crossing the street. It's a Stalingrad thing, so you got a lot of crossing the street here. And you set up close, right? So I'm within two hexes, uh, two or more away Mm -hmm. to start the game. So I'm in a perfect position to just have cloak guys. And cloaking is you you get one cloaking counter for each uh, multi-man counter, and it can be, and you put them on the uh, cloaking display thing, and it could be nothing in there, or you could put three squads in, in one cloaking thing. So you're just moving these little thin, you know, concealment counters around with nothing underneath them. The things underneath them are off board. So I could assault move at night, not lose cloaking or concealment because you don't lose it unless you move into a illuminated location. Um, But our first turn, I kind of forgot that I could keep it, so we didn't have Mark. But but when you're normally playing this, the German would want to try and illuminate before the Russian first move into the street. That would help get rid of the cloaking. And even though Mark is right, you still have a plus one night LV, um, and then the shell hole if you're assault moving. So the Russian doesn't have to charge across the street, right? It's kind of set up to where he's doing his assault.
0: Every time I've played one of these Stalingrad scenarios, I've tried to avoid these wide boulevards because of the extra neg one modifier there, and that didn't because of the plus one for the LV
4: and the shell holes was plus and, two and the shell holes neg one boulevard. It was, it was like you could just stroll across there. Yeah, if you're salt moving in, it's hard to get them. Yeah, it is. Um, but, but you got the double firepower. Um, so night rules. So the. The cloaking is kind of cool, though, right? The
0: cloaking is cool.
4: Now, what's unique about Hammer and Nail is is if you're doing Valor of the Guards and you haven't played Knight yet, great one for Knight Attack. It takes away the defensive stuff of the no-move counters. That would have frustrated Mark even further. Um, Guys in the back wouldn't be able to move forward until they had a line of sight to an enemy or were shot at. So there would be all this fighting going on on one side of the street and across the back side of the block. The reinforcements would hear it, but they were under orders not to move because they might you know, get shot at themselves by their own people and various things. Um, but it puts both players as the attackers, so Mark was able to set up cloaked also with uh, uh, counters all over the board. So in that terms, it's easier for night rules. There's no strain because everything's by a road on this. Uh, so it really gives you a chance to focus on little star shells, close in action. The cloaking concealment and the routing night rules there, the sniper being raised up and takes away a couple of elements. We did get off. The game ended up being kind of a blowout, but um, but we did get off. Mark had one starshale. Did you like the Starshall idea where it suddenly lights up all the stuff in the back? Yeah, I'd
0: like to play it another time just to better understand mechanics. Yeah, I mean, I would. I think I would change my setup a little bit now, understanding better how the illumination
4: works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because guys that can fire it need to uh, be up where they can kind of see some people. And you can blind fire it. But blind firing is really dangerous. As
0: it, As it played out in this scenario.
4: Well, well, yours worked, though, right? You fired out a star shell that illuminated all Russians. hmm And prevented them from assault moving and keeping the cloaking.
1: Yeah.
4: So that worked. And it opened up lines of sight. You just happen to not have anyone to shoot at them. The worst is when you shoot it up and it illuminates you and not the enemy. And, and, and you can't right. shoot out of it. Right. Very, very frustrating.
0: But I, I think I understand I better shot. how to use it defensively now, too. And that if I can illuminate an, an area of the Russians. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're restricted to shooting only within that illuminated area then.
4: Yeah, they can't see out only to, um, I think a gun flash they could see, but that's half firepower, Mm -hmm. or another illuminated location, which would be at full firepower. So, yeah, you think of it as little street lights lighting up parts of the board. Yeah, the ability to stay cloaked or concealed at night and do that assault move also could get me into the, for the Russian, you can get into the, close combats concealed more than you would in a daytime scenario. Right. So that gives it a nice nighttime flavor. There's more chances of ambushing at night that two less, which we actually missed on one of the ambushes.
0: Well the, and the Germans being lax, that was a plus one. You you got the nag too. Yeah,
4: the Russians are stealthy. The Germans are lax at night in the Valor of the Guards. So
0: and then, uh, I think you got the ambush in what, two of our close combats? I
4: did, right.
0: I thought you did a nice job with the kill stacks, Dave. I thought that was a good way to attack on the scenario.
4: Well, if we're gonna, yeah, are we done talking about night rules, I, I guess? Oh, recovery was harder. I missed picking up a machine gun. There's plus one. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i a fan of the night rules. You're not frustrated by them terribly? No, it's, uh, does uh, it make uh,
0: sense yep, visually? It does make like, sense. Absolutely.
4: You know, light up these areas, people can stay concealed a little more, harder to pick stuff up. Oh, the routing. What do you think about those ra- crazy routing night rules? It
0: was interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the nice things about it is that you did stay DM'd until you, until you uh, rolled less than what your rally roll is.
4: The morale factor. Or the morale yeah.
0: factor, right. Which meant you could keep rotting until you could get to a
4: leader. Because you're under a low crawl only rule at night. Right. So I guess it means they're just not going to go running haphazard around the battlefield for fear of getting lost. Or is, do you think that's what it represents? In the game mechanics.
0: I have no idea. Where they're just They're just finding their way. It's they're to It's dark and their yeah,
4: they don't want to run into a wall and smack their heads on a wall. <laughs> so they're just going one X
0: at a time. They're, they're out there saying Marco Polo looking for their leader.
4: <laughs> yeah. So the scenario itself then, I think we covered a lot of the night rules or your impressions of those. It's tight. It's tight. It's short. It's a good one-nighter. It's Big troops with, you know, it's the elites, it's the DCs. Both of us had a flamethrower that actually both worked.
0: Yeah, for a while we both got a few shots off. That was kind of fun. Mark
4: busted a whole stack of Russians, three of them, and then I hit his flamethrower and broke it out, finally getting into these buildings the Russians have to take. As the German, well, we'll put up a picture of our setup. You'll see I'm in a big line around the German perimeter because a lot of mine are cl- cloakers and empty cloak counters, and uh, some guy's back in this railroad. you got to hold the railway station at the end. So I guess if the Russian goes too heavy on one side, the German could do a counterattack, or the sewer movement, which neither of us tried mm-hmm. tonight, but we've done it before.
0: I feel like the Russians had a lot of squads. Once you started getting all those squads out there, I started it getting suddenly worried. suddenly
4: looks like it, but... um. But we think your setup was not good, right?
0: No, I could have done a better job setting the heavy machine gun farther up front, so it would have come into yeah, If I'd rolled better, it would have worked, at least caused more damage in the initial wave of attacks.
4: Yeah, he's got to hold this front buildings around L-39, right? Is L-38. It that, just that building mm-hmm. itself?
0: Yep, that's it.
4: L-38. And in there you had a squad of a flamethrower.
0: I mean, Sh- I think I had 2 four, six, seven, and also an 8-3-8 eight, eight with a flamethrower in that building.
4: Yeah, and then behind them were like three more squads, right, as reinforcements? Uh, three more squads and a, and a leader for railing. And so I, I would almost recommend, of course, putting some of those, two of those three right up in the building to start the game. Because they're cloaked. They could be, the Russian kill stacks are not as effective, obviously, cloaked. And then maybe only half of those break instead of all of them if you make some of the checks. Or at least had move them up as soon as the guys break out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this machine gun he had back in um, M35 with, with the two, So I don't think he was in a good spot to pl- plug a ton of Russians as they're coming out either.
0: No. Well, and again, I really thought that... You were going to come in through that, that north flank. I thought that was the weak, the weaker-appearing side.
4: Yeah, the J-34, K-35. The Russian could come around the back, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of reason to if he's only got to hold that building L-38 and the railway station, too. But notice I did come through J-35 into K-36 to do a kind of double-prong attack mm-hmm. cross the street at L-39, M-40, M-41, and those guys got blasted. Because you also had some squads in N-39, N2 and 2 in K-38. Yeah. So my, my initial assault was repulsed, but yeah. then... My, my concern was back. if
0: I over-fortified in that L-38 area, then you would see that in setup, and then, uh, and then Go ahead and hit it, the back. And then just go building to building to get into L-38. Yeah,
4: there is time. Five turns seem short, but there's time to make that push. And these um, mortars for the Russian have Illuminating Rounds. But I don't know if the Russian wants to light anything up ever. He sets up close enough to fire within night visibility range.
0: Doesn't seem like it's necessary. You didn't make use of Molotovs at all, which I thought was interesting.
4: Oh, I forgot.
0: <laughs> or did you? Okay, I was wondering why I you forgot never Molotovs used those.
4: and I forgot to watch for booby traps because you did roll a twelve. Or,
0: but I don't think I ever twice. did on a task check.
4: No, probably just morale checks because they were half-squatted, right?
0: Um, well, and also the machine gun. Oh, I broke, broke it on twelve.
4: Yes. Yeah, so you also have all the normal Valor of the Guards rules and stuff going on. As the Russian, the mortars can shoot, they have to be three away. Don't forget that. I set them up two away. Mark, let me move. Well, I moved one back and I kept one in place and switched to a different target. But they're pretty effective. Those those are the big 80s. I think we forget with the big rate of three. Yeah, I think they the f- busted, Help bust up the front corner. Exactly. And K-38. And if you're t- going to try the knight rules and you're playing Valor of the Guards, there are c- several scenarios that have the knight rules. I think I was trying to pick one for a night that would be easy for us to play, and I came across, like, knight rule, too big, knight rules, too big, knight rules, and then a small one on the back of hammer and nail, which I was going to recommend Eviction notice. And then Mark said, hey, you got these three with knight rules? i never done it. It's just a plan for fun. Let's try it tonight.
0: That was fun. I enjoyed it.
4: So, anything else you want to say? Thanks, Mark, for talking about your first impressions of the night rules, too. Well, that was fun. Great fun. I enjoyed it immensely. Well, we really enjoyed having you on, Eric. Yes, we did. I would
2: would have to agree.
4: I'm sure... Well, there's I'm that sure, band again. <laughs> I'm sure we will could have you on again. Sometime. I look forward to it. Yeah. And need to get Bob back on too. Yeah. Holstrom, been a while. I, I gotta yeah. meet
1: these guys. I wanna be here when they're here, please. Just a thought. We'll arrange it. So yeah. remember, folks, to
2: roll low. Yeah. And what else? And rally well. Of course. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, us. playing us. No no
0: no. <laughs> bye, bye bye, everybody. everybody.
2: Na, 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 na.